game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Coach Jeff Collins Show. Blitz off the edge. It's picked up. Sims lobs it left side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jackets. We'll hear from Georgia Tech football head coach Jeff Collins and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. He dies for the end zone, and he gets in. Touchdown, Jackets. On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Yes, the mayhem is coming. The inaugural mayhem at Mercedes-Benz this Saturday. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Georgia Tech, number 21, North Carolina. Georgia Tech diving back into ACC play, diving into its ACC coastal opener. We'll break it all down over the next hour on this edition of the Jeff Collins Show. Great to have you with us. I'm Andy Dementrum, joined by Jeff Collins. Later in the hour, we'll visit with wide receivers coach Kerry Dixon. Again, 730, Tommy's Leather, your Yellow Jackets and North Carolina Tar Heels this Saturday. So without further ado, let's welcome him in, head coach of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Jeff Collins. Coach, how are you? Doing good, man. I just wish that uh, on press conference days you could do the intro instead of Mike Flynn. Uh, I think that would make everybody feel better, get energized for the presser. Uh, but at least we have tonight, Andy, so that, let's get it going. Well, Mike's rates are far more reasonable. Uh, yeah, last Saturday, Death Valley, uh, that was a gallant effort by your guys that came down to quite literally the final second against the six-time defending ACC champion Clemson Tigers. You may not have gotten the results you wanted, but it seemed like you came out of that game galvanized with maybe even more momentum. How, how did you see it? Uh, I, the plan that we had uh, put in place, the development of the program, uh, all came together uh, against one of the top five teams in college football, uh, on the road, uh, great environment, ABC television, lightning delay for an hour and 53 minutes. Uh, I thought our guys stayed together. They kept fighting. They kept playing. Uh, even uh, with 17 seconds left, the ball is on the two-yard line coming out, and our defense doesn't quit. Uh, they force a fumble, almost get a recover for a touchdown, force a safety. Um, just battled all the way through the end. Hats off to Andrew Thacker and our defensive staff for putting together a heck of a game plan. Our players fighting and competing and giving great effort uh, to execute it. And then offensively as well, executing the plan, trying to keep them off balance, huddling, shifting, motioning, never giving a final picture uh, until very late. Uh, and then, you know, going out there and battling and competing. Obviously uh, want to come away with a win, um, but just the attitude, the energy, the mindset, the feel physicality that we played with got to continue to play with that every single week um, and we can be a really good football team yeah did that reinforce to you guys that if you bring that same effort level every single Saturday if you can go toe-to-toe against a team that hadn't lost at home in 29 straight games that there's there's no limit to what you guys can do with the remainder of your games and that that's the challenge and that's the trying to refocus the guys into to do it again making it a standard of performance a standard of preparation uh, not just just a one-off that's situational, and uh, we've got some great leaders in this program that have echoed that message throughout the week and have to do that at all times. It just has to be how we go about our business how we play the game week in and week out in this program. 284 yards of offense that you limited Clemson to. I know you were trying to shorten the number of possessions in the game, but even if you look at yards per play allowed, that was Clemson's 
lowest yards per play average in an ACC game since 2014 when they also uh, played Georgia Tech. You switched to a three-man front. Yep. What was the impetus behind that change, and what made you believe it could be effective versus Clemson? Yeah, Coach Thacker and our defensive staff, we've been uh, implementing it you know, over the summer throughout preseason camp, finally felt that it was game-ready um, and you know, got a lot of DBs on the field. Um, we've got some really good defensive ends. We've got a lot of depth at defensive end. We were able to just roll those guys in and out throughout the game. Um, um, and then playing the zero shade and the nose moving around, um, did a lot of different things to disguise coverage, bringing different pressures from different angles. And, uh, you know, Coach Thacker, I thought, did a great job uh, with the implementation, uh, the teaching, and then our guys executing it at a high level. And then as we try to enforce every single day, playing with ridiculous amount of effort. Clemson is one of those teams that try to get their playmakers in space. They try to get deep shots on you. They had zero plays of 20 or more yards last Saturday. Was that also part of the objective behind that change in defense to make it harder for Clemson to connect on those deep balls over the top? Absolutely, and that's that's what they've you know made their um, explosive gains you know throughout the time that coach has been there, and uh, you know keep them in front of us, rally to the ball, all of those things, and that's going to be another challenge uh, this week. We're playing against arguably probably not a long argument, the best deep ball thrower and probably the best quarterback in all of college football, uh, Sam Howell, on Saturday night. Yeah, we'll delve more into Sam Howell and that North Carolina offense a little later on here in the Jeff Collins Show. Uh, takeaways from the offense's night versus Clemson, what to work on, what to build on, uh, overall what uh, what pleased you from their effort. Yeah, the, the biggest piece was the physicality that we played with. And we went toe-to-toe physically uh, with one of the best fronts in all of football. I'm not talking about just college. I'm talking all of football. The NFL, college. <laughs> College, whatever it is, that's one of the best defensive fronts in all of ball. And our guys went out there and battled and competed and fought and uh, just really proud of the physicality uh, that our guys played with, which we've worked really hard over the last two and a half years to develop. And uh, we just got to continue to build on those kind of things. And I thought they showed a lot of fight, a lot of toughness uh, throughout the game. Yeah, and that was embodied by Jordan Yates, 20 of 34, top 200 passing yards did get credited with uh, an interception unfortunately on that very last play of the game when he was trying to lateral the ball other than that he played clean football as a guy with a defensive background give us some insight into Jordan Yates's pocket sense his ability to understand where that pressure is coming from because whether it's shifting the pocket or pulling the ball down and and getting yards with his sure. feet it seems like he has really good intuition back there yeah and just he, he knows our offense backwards and forwards and he knows uh, how to study opponents where the pressure is coming from how the pressure is going to affect the protections that we're in uh, and the plays that we're in so if the first read second read isn't there um, he knows what to do with his third read and possibly to run and scramble and then uh, he has a good eye and vision to keep plays alive downfield as well. I know he does a little bit of squash buckling, you know, reversing his field and spinning away from pressure. Uh, is that just part of the, the Jordan Yates package or is there a conversation that you have to have with him about, hey, there, you know, sometimes you just got to eat it or just, you know, throw the incompletion, find the nearest receiver and live to fight another day? Yeah, he, he's a really good player and he's just, when he's out there, he's got a lot of gamemanship, a lot of charisma and attitude and, um, you know, he, 
right? He, he's an exciting football player, works really, really hard in preparation, and I'm just really proud of that quarterback room, uh, you know, how they've handled the season, how they work together. They pull for each other. They're so excited for each other uh, every single day at practice and in games. Uh, it, it's such a good group to be around on a daily basis. Yeah, it's a lot of that Monday through Friday stuff that makes what you saw last Saturday possible. On the defensive side, a couple of players turned in career highs. Tariq Carpenter had 13 tackles. Charlie Thomas nearly eclipsed his career high in tackles in the first half. He finishes with 12. His previous high was 9, which he did twice two years ago. Uh, Charlie just continues to come on and on. What has enabled him to, to have a career day last Saturday? Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a big-time player in this program. Uh, tremendous athlete, also tremendous football sense, uh, spatial awareness, and then the cool thing is the young man that Charlie has turned into just his preparation, his habits, his work ethic, all of those from the time that we've gotten here until now are just through the roof and just really proud of who he is as a young man in our program. Um, he's a big-time player. He's a dynamic playmaker, but he's doing it now within the framework of the defense and even having more success uh, when all of those things are coming together. How did that three-man front suit him? Yeah, he was he was playing the overhang, so we were blitzing him a bunch. And, uh, you know, he was out in space to the field. And uh, so we... He, I mean, he's, he's played everywhere for us this year. At Willie Backer, at the Nickel, at the Sam. Uh, he's done a lot of things and done them at a high level because he knows our defense, knows the basic principles that we play with, and, and now he's got tremendous study habits as well and uh, playing at a high level. And also, he's a part-time chiropractor because on Saturdays, he is jacking backs and he is realigning spines. Really fun to watch. Georgia Tech and North Carolina, 7.30 this Saturday. Not a Bobby Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Excited about that. We'll delve more into uh, the inaugural Mercedes uh, Mayhem at Mercedes-Benz matchup. Of course, break down North Carolina on with the head coach, Jeff Collins. That's next on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Mondays, the wart of weekdays. Am I right? Well, that's about to change, my friend, because Powerball has a new third drawing, and it's on Mondays. So step aside, Sunday fun day and Taco Tuesday, because Mondays are now Moolah Mondays. Mealy Mondays. Who cares what you call it because you're rich Mondays. Play the new third Powerball drawing now on Mondays from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. If ACC football runs deep in your veins, then Sirius XM ACC Radio is where you need to be. We're talking conference and team previews, live games, news and analysis from experts like Chris Spatola, Bryant McFadden, Roddy Jones, and Tori Holt. Coaches shows, championship specials, and more. Get inside ACC football like nowhere else. Feed your fandom on the Sirius XM app. Stay up to date anywhere you go. Just download the app to start streaming.
The next generation of live event fan engagement is here. Visit ramblinrec.com slash app to download the new Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets app. Catch live stream shows, the Ramblin' Light Show, trivia polls, and more. Make sure you stop by the 404 tailgate before each Georgia Tech home football game at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Tailgate admission is free and the fun starts three hours before kickoff. That features freshly grilled tailgating food to purchase, a cash bar, and lounge seating with TVs. For more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Go Jackets! Atlanta, home of cloud, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city, you have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. source on Georgia Tech football than the head coach himself. This is the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Coca-Cola, new look, improved taste, new Coke Zero Sugar. And an historic matchup this Saturday for your Yellow Jackets. Had to be delayed a year due to COVID, but finally we can begin the Mayhem and Mercedes-Benz series for each of the next six seasons. Georgia Tech will play a regular season game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It begins this Saturday versus number 21, North Carolina, which is 1-1 one one in the ACC. Continuing on the Jeff Collins Show, Andy Demetra, head coach Jeff Collins, and just knowing you guys are going less than a mile down the road playing in, in one of the great venues of, for football in all of the country. How has that changed the tenor and the vibe of, of practice and, and meetings this week? Yeah, we try not to let it. We, we try to make the games as small as possible now. Uh, we've got a mature group. We've got a focus group. So we try to deduce things down to one series, one play, one technique, all of those things. Uh, but the guys all know they're, they're fired up to, to play there. And, uh, you know, I am as well. I played in the uh, – the last two SEC championship games that were played in the Georgia Dome. I was the defense coordinator of Florida for both of those and uh, just excited to be in that venue. Uh, we've had workouts there. We've had scrimmages there. Uh, but to play a game in the, the best arena in all of pro sports is really, really cool. And I still remember the day that uh, when first on the job was asked if I would have any interest in us playing a game there. And, you know, I think my direct quote was, I'd love to play five there. <laughs> and uh, our athletic administration and the, the fine people at Mercedes-Benz were able to get it done. And then with the COVID year, they tacked on another year. So the next six years, this year and five more, uh, 
every single player in our program and every single player that we're recruiting now will be guaranteed a game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium every single year. And I think that's cool. It's a huge honor. And, uh, you know, to us be putting back ourselves into the conversation as a premier program in college football, those kind of things are huge for recruiting and for the building of a program. Yeah, what kind of uh, excitement and intrigue has it generated on the recruiting trail? I know one of the reasons you were uh, so adamant about playing an annual game at Mercedes-Benz was uh, the recruiting aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, the the guys want to play in the NFL. They want to play in those kind of arenas. They want to play in those kind of environments. And, uh, you know, us being able to guarantee that every single year is really, really cool. And, you know, I still think and still believe and still know that Bobby Dodd Stadium downtown Atlanta uh, under the lights or even during the day is the best arena in college sports, but also having the best arena in pro sports 0.9 miles away is a pretty good cool recruiting tool as well. We'll uh, dive more into North Carolina in a couple of minutes. A couple other players I want to ask you about from this past Saturday. We saw Dylan Devaney make a season debut. Yep. Four catches for Dylan. I know he, he fell just achingly short on that shovel pass, though it was set up well. But four receptions equaled his number of catches from all of last season. Um, what kind of versatility does Dylan add to the offense and the play calling now that he's back? Yeah, it was good to get Dylan back uh, on the field for us, not being able to play the first two weeks. Uh, uh, but getting him back out there healthy was awesome. Uh, Dylan Leonard went down early in the game, so Devaney stepped up. Uh, still remembers the head football coach, Georgia Tech. My very first home visit uh, that I took was to Dylan Devaney's house in South Jersey. And uh, there weren't any tight ends on the roster. Went up there and was able to convince Dylan, who we knew from my time at Temple, and was able to convince him to come here. And I'm glad he did. He's a really good player, um, and his future's bright in this program. Got a question here on Twitter. Michael wants to know, did you ever coach against Mac Brown before his second stint at North Carolina? You guys ever crossed paths? I don't think so. I know he called some games when I was the head coach at Temple and did a great job. <laughs> and uh, ju- just what he means to college football. Um, um, during the COVID year, we were uh, had a lot more ACC head coaches meetings uh, to get logistics and any new things that are coming down the pipe that we had to all be on the same page with. And just to listen to him talk in those meetings uh, and his wisdom and his experience and all of those things uh, has been really, uh, I, I want to say the word inspiring, uh, the things that he understands about the game and has a big picture perspective on what's best for the game of college football uh, has, has been really good for me as a head coach and uh, you know but you know fired up to compete against him he's got a great program and uh, they do a really nice job and we've got to be ready to go Saturday night 730 and the marquee name in the North Carolina program is Sam Howell likely future high draft pick break down the scouting report of him and, and what makes him worthy <laughs> of all of those uh, you know NFL mock sure. draft projections. Uh, he, he's a big, he's a big time player, man. I mean, he can make every single throw. Uh, he, he runs the ball really well. Um, he, he's fearless. He can make plays with his legs. He knows exactly where to go with the football. Intermediate throws, short throws, deep passes, touch throws. Uh, he can make them all all, and he can throw on the move as well. Uh, that's why they're one of the top offenses in college football. He's got tremendous weapons around him. Um, a big, physical, experienced offensive line in front of him. Uh, he's a big-time player.
Yeah, they return all five starters on the offensive yep. line. They did have to replace their top two skill guys on the outside, Deami Brown and Daz Newsom. Looks like they found somebody in uh, Josh Downs. Yep. What what jumps out when you watch him uh, on film? Yeah, and we, we recruited Josh and think the world of him, think the world of his family. Um, got to see him in person, got to know him really, really well. He was teammates um, with Jared Ivey. Yeah, Jared Ivey's yeah. teammate, so um, I've helicoptered in to watch him play, him and Jared play in a game. Um, so we're, we're well-versed in, you know, the kind of dynamic player that he is but he's a good kid too and uh you know he's having success he's doing it the right way we have to know where he is on every single snap predominantly in the slot but sometimes they'll align him on the outside they move him around for two and three when they're in three receiver sets um and then sometimes they'll even come out of the backfield uh to try to get some mashup issues as well so we got to know where josh is on every play so north carolina rolled up 699 yards against Virginia 59 points the week before that 600 yards 59 points versus Georgia State but in the season opener they played Virginia Tech and could only muster 10 points and lost that game uh, to the surprise of many I'm curious from your eyes what did Virginia Tech do to make North Carolina uncomfortable on in that game, they're only two of ten on third downs. Well, I think one of the biggest things is the the opener, uh, as we all know, is is tricky for everybody. Um, but they've got, I mean, they did a nice job. Virginia Tech did a nice job in a in a hostile environment. Um, but they had plays there. They've got big time players. They've got built big time skill kids. A big physical offensive line. Um, I think a couple of turnovers early, um, but just. You know, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now, back-to-back 59-point games. Um, so we understand the challenge that we have in front of us um, with a, a big-time offensive group. Well, I know there is another part of what makes this matchup Saturday historic that you're well aware of. This is probably the first time in college football history that we will have not one, but two Irish-born punters in the same game. Ben Kiernan for North Carolina and, of course, your proud son of Castle Island, County Kerry, Ireland, David Shanahan. You didn't think I was going there, did you? I had no idea, but <laughs> but uh, I'm glad we got David Shanahan three games in. And, uh, you know, he's he's done really good for us. And I'm uh, really proud of him and glad he's on our team. Uh, Jeff Popovich, Patrick Suttis was the one who identified him. Not so much in Ireland, but at Pro Kick Australia, right? Absolutely, yep. And a left-footed guy. Have you ever had a left-footed punter? Because no. people always say that left-footed punters, the ball yep. comes off their leg a little differently, makes it maybe harder for punt returners to, to catch it cleanly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's tricky. So a lot of times in practice, we'll just operate on the jugs um, just so we're used to right-footed punters as our returners. Um, but the cool thing about David, and we've done a rugby to the left so far uh, in a game, but he can rugby kick to the left, he can directional kick to the left or right, and he can rugby kick to the right as well. Um, so we've got all of those options available to, with him. And uh, it's pretty cool the things that we're able to do. And we're just peeling back the layers of all the cool tricks and shenanigans uh, that we have in our arsenal in our kicking game. Have you ever asked David to say punter in his Irish accent? Because it is delightful, by the way. Uh, you know, hopefully for David's sake, he's not used too much because that means the offense is rolling uh, on Saturday. Mayhem at Mercedes-Benz, Georgia Tech in North Carolina. We'll take a timeout, wrap up with Jeff Collins. Kerry Dixon, wide receivers coach, is coming up as well. Don't go anywhere here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Today's matchup, Scanner Energy partners up with Georgia Tech.
Night Football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit SkinEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit SkinEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets' home, so rest assured that with Arrow's termite and pest control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. Home, this field, this stadium, this city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATM. Back in the 404. Back home. Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at RamblinRec.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Murphy makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Touchdown, son of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five. Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, dang it. Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit RamblinRec.com. Football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Andy Demetrip, Jeff Collins here on this weekly edition of the Jeff Collins Show. Join us for Georgia Tech in North Carolina. 7.30, Tommy Slether on Saturday from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll be on the air with Network Pregame at 5.30. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Coach, you visit with your wide receivers coach, Kerry Dixon. Uh, you guys were on the same staff uh, at Florida together. How long ago have you known uh, Kerry? 
Yeah, so, uh, since we were there together, I guess it started in 2015, so we've known each other six years. Dear friend, uh, does a tremendous job with our receivers, does a tremendous job in recruiting. Um, but one of my favorite stories is his son, Trey, and my daughter, Astrid, have basically been born and raised together. And uh, some of our earliest pictures of them together at Florida games or at team functions uh, or at different parties that we would have as a coaching staff, and now to see them grow up together. Uh, they, they've got a cool relationship. It's really neat uh, just to, to have somebody that she's grown up with and is now still on our same staff is awesome. Man, that's awesome. You don't need to mark the time by the year. You just mark it on how, how your yep. kids are growing. Yep. You can tell how uh, how far back you guys go. So uh, let's break down North Carolina, number 21 team in the nation, preseason favorite to the Coastal Division. Had a question on Twitter about the keys to uh, a successful night running the football versus North Carolina. Virginia was completely the opposite, 500-plus passing yards, yep. 21 attempts or 22 rushing attempts, only 21 rushing yards. So what can make it a, a productive night for uh, for your backfield? Yeah, they're very multiple on defense and they go in and out of odd fronts to even fronts and they they blitz from every angle from the second they come off the bus. So it's very multiple. We've got to make sure we're IDing correctly and going to the numbers and all those things. And uh, Mikey Minahan, our quarterbacks, have done a tremendous job all week getting ready uh, for all the different looks that we've got to be prepared for. Um, but it's no secret that we, we've got a big-time group of running backs in our program and uh, just finding ways to get them the ball and get them the ball in space or get them the ball downhill, um, you know, and get some penetration with our offensive line, denning their fronts. Um, but they, they do a tremendous job, and they, they live literally come from every single direction, every single angle on almost every single play. They do a tremendous job, and they've got really good players uh, as well. So we've got a challenge, um, but excited with the guys, the way they've worked all week, and uh, to be ready when, as Andy Demetra says, toe meets leather yeah, Saturday I, I, night. I, I, I didn't say that first. That is copyright Al Seraldo Sr. Uh, you know, we talked, I uh, just want to, want to close the book on Clemson. Uh, who are some of the other defensive standouts from last Saturday that, that you believe are worthy of uh, – of recognition. Yeah, I think I think it's really a collective. I mean, it was an effort-based defense. We had four linebackers uh, that hit over 600 player load in a game, which we've never had in four and a half years of taking our data. So Ace and Charlie and Jaquez Jackson, Demetrius Knight put up huge numbers, just pure effort flying around. And then we just rolled probably 11 different defensive linemen in the game that just kept subbing each other out, playing at a ridiculously high level, our ATL philosophy of getting guys in the game, contributing, um, has paid off for us. Um, and then the recruiting and the development and the length and the size uh, and the speed that we've been able to develop in this program uh, showed up Saturday night. And we've got to have another big performance uh, defensively against one of the top offenses in the country. Yeah, that might have gone unseen by some fans, but Zeke Biggers, true freshman, Trenelius Tatum yes. was out there in the second half, Noah Collins, Josh Robinson, all true freshmen, all playing high leverage snaps against the number six team in the country. So yep. you got a lot of young guys uh, in there, and not just for perfunctory reasons. They they were, you know, there to to, to get the job done. Absolutely, and they're they're big, fast, physical, and uh, we've got a lot of young guys. I think there's 77 guys that are freshmen, redshirt freshmen on the roster, and contributing at a high level. So the future's bright, the present's bright, and uh, just fired up uh, to continue this week to get ready for Saturday night and. 
7.30. It'll be here before you know it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Coach, we always appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. All right, coming up on the other side, wide receivers coach Kerry Dixon. That's next here on the Jeff Collins Show. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. Atlanta, home of cloud, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city, you have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. 
Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power on Georgia. We can't wait to see it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this Saturday. Mayhem at Mercedes-Benz, your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and North Carolina Tar Heels. And as promised, our next guest on the Jeff Collins Show, third season as Georgia Tech wide receivers coach. He leads the burn unit because that's all they do is burn DBs every time they step on that field. Wide receivers coach Kerry Dixon the second. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Andy. How are you? Was that a good enough introduction yes, for you? Yes, it was. That sounded really good. <laughs> okay. I'm fired up now. I appreciate that. Well, you know, you had to be somewhat fired up about the performance collectively of your wideouts in Death Valley. Uh, let's talk first about the growth of the wide receiving core from last year and how collectively they've made themselves a, a more quality unit in 2021. Yeah, you know, this offseason we did a lot of studying on different techniques and things that we could uh, improve at, and they've really taken a hold to it, coming here, meeting a lot, uh, watching every route that they run, uh, even our blocking on the perimeter, just watching our technique on those things. You know, it's been a process, but we are starting to get better, and I'm uh, really excited about it. It has to be jarring when there's a, a quarterback change mid-game like what Tech had against Northern Illinois. Is there a sense of among the, the wide receivers, hey, we have to do our part to make sure we don't miss a beat and that we can continue this offense humming no matter who's under center. Yeah, that's 100% the case. Uh, we just feel like we have to do our 111th regardless of who's back there behind the center. And uh, it's our job to make them look good. So if the ball is anywhere near us, it's in our cylinder, we have to make plays for them. That's our job. Catch radius. It's, it's a term that's very in vogue. It's just about how you know far you can stretch your body out to make catches so that the ball doesn't necessarily need to be between the numbers right. in order for you to make a catch. I'm always curious, from a technique standpoint, how does one improve his, his catch radius? It all comes through drill work. Uh, we do a lot of different things with the ball outside of our framework uh, to improve it because it's all hand, eye, and ability to stretch your body. So we do a lot of different drills uh, with the ball within our cylinder, which is our catch radius, to try to get that ball, uh, regardless of where it is around us, uh, just make plays on it. Let's talk about some of your individual guys. If traditional high school recruiting is a long courtship, the transfer portal is like speed dating. And you picked <laughs> up a really effective one already in Kyrick McGowan. But you know when somebody's name lands in the portal, you got to move quick. And that evaluation also has to be really quick, making sure that he has the skills that you're looking for to address an area of need when you saw Kyrick's name pop up and you popped in the film of him and what he did at Northwestern what immediately made you convinced he's the kind of guy I want in my room uh, he is a guy that can do various things and anytime you have a guy who can play multiple spots and still be effective it's something that I was very intrigued by um, he gives us an added element that we haven't had around here somebody who we can line up in the backfield we can line him up in the slot and uh, he's extremely smart and, uh, he brings a lot to the unit yeah, and just what kind of versatility from your eyes does he bring that can really open things up for Dave Patton note and uh, just the wrinkles in play calling that he can throw at defenses? It hasn't happened yet, but there's a possibility that you can hand him off a of football. Uh, you can throw him any type of add-on on the outside, and you can see he catches a hitch, and he can take it 30 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, those different, those added avenues help us a whole lot on offense. And, and Jeff Collins has also praised his leadership, and that's not an easy thing for somebody who, yes, if veteran but in this program and this culture is also relatively a newcomer what kind of leadership have you seen in your wide receivers room from Kyrick? So Kyrick has been very interesting to watch uh, how he approached everything uh, when he first got here he was just very observant 
Um, one of the first questions he asked me was who was the leader in the room. Um, I explained who the guys were. Um, and he just sat back and watched it at, at the beginning, as any uh, good leader would. And then he started to insert himself and not be overbearing towards the guys, but just telling them different ways that we could be successful and more successful as a, not only as a position group, but as a unit as well. So he leads Georgia Tech in receptions. Right behind him, though, is Malachi Carter. And I think anybody who's watched Malachi through three games can see the improvements he's made individually. How has he made himself a more consistent wide receiving threat? So he has been the guy that any technique that I've taught him in the offseason, he's willing to work on it. Uh, there's been a lot of little things that he's worked on to get a lot better, and it's helping him create separation on the outside. One of the things that over the first two years, uh, his releases were very consistent as far as what he was doing. So teams would see that. So he's done a better job of switching up ways he could get off the ball. And um, you're starting to see that show up, and hopefully it continues. See, that's what fascinates me when I talk with you is just how many subtleties there are. Uh, for a receiver, you know, set, it's one thing to run a route. Right. But you have to set up your DB, and right. you have these little tells that you observe in the opposing defensive back, and it's just that little subtle move you may make that causes that split-second hesitation in the DB that could give you the window you need to break one. A hundred percent. We always tell the guys you have to have a plan. So at the beginning of the route, you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan for your release at the beginning. You have to have a plan at the second level, so our drive phase. And you also have to have a plan at the top of the route. And it takes a while to teach, but once guys understand it, they can play faster and they can start to create more separation on the outside. That's a lot to process in a very compressed amount of time for somebody who's running full speed. Right, 100%. <laughs> and they have to read the coverage. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's anybody can do it, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hey, let me ask you about Adonica Sanders, P.J. Harris, upperclassman now. P.J. still redshirt sophomore, but this is his fourth year in the program. And right. Adonicus, those two guys just strike me as all around solid wide receivers. How do you see them? Steady Eddie. You know, anything that you coach them on, they'll do it. Uh, they're very consistent on the outside, and they continue to work and improve their craft. Um, those guys, a lot like Malachi, has just over the years have gotten better and better and better, and you're starting to see those things show up when they have opportunities to make plays on the ball. It's disappointing that they're obscured by shoulder pads, but you know I'm fortunate to see Adonikas coming off a of practice or around the football facility. I've never seen shoulders on a human being like those on Adonikas Sanders. <laughs> He's so jacked up. I, I mean, they're like they're round. They are like like mini medicine balls. <laughs> I, He's one of the hardest working people in the weight room and in off-season conditioning and his body his makeup is just from that what he does here what he does when he's away from here uh he's taking pride in developing his body another guy who's developed and we've seen him on the field in some meaningful late game situations we saw it last saturday was kalani norris yes. your, your young man from miami how has he broken onto the above the line chart and been able to work his way into getting some of those high leverage snaps you know kalani is one of those guys that the way he handles adversity has been something that's unbelievable and I think we as a people can learn from things um, just the challenges he's had to try to even get to the field and how he has come through that worked on every technique we asked him to do um, started making plays on the field and has been unbelievably consistent so he's earned his playing time uh -huh. and uh, he's a guy that I really feel comfortable with out there on the field was it just you know a matter of, of uh, just sort of slow painstaking incremental progress to get him from where he began here to now right. 
on the field, or were there some other steps along the way yeah. that he kind of had to, to to get underneath him in order to, to to be where he is now? Well, when Kalani first showed up, he was 17 years old, and there's a lot of things that come with that as well. You know, you're young, uh, you don't really understand the college game. Uh, and he grasped it a lot better over these past few years, just even the little subtleties and techniques that we teach and just being consistent as a pass catcher. Those things that he's worked on to get him to where he is now is something that I'm really proud of, and I'm really proud of him. Because of the proliferation of seven-on-seven camps and leagues, do you see wide receivers coming in with a more sophisticated understanding of playing the position, setting up their routes, or is this something that's still very brand new to them once they reach this level? I think it's something that's still brand new because of the detail in the passing game. You know, it's uh, you have to read coverages. You have to have a plan. You have to know how to do all of these things, and the game is moving extremely fast for you. So when you get out there, it's not the same as when you're playing seven-on-seven. Now, some guys just have a knack for getting open. Uh, They have a knack of body control, and they understand that. And they can play faster, uh, but it's not like that for every single one of them. Uh, Before we go to break, and we're visiting with wide receivers coach Kerry Dixon here in the Jeff Collins show. Uh, I noticed this several times in Clemson game where uh, Jordan Yates would be scrambling out of the pocket, would still be looking downfield to see if he could connect with anybody, but then he'd pull it down and take off and those wide receivers have to immediately switch from trying to get open to now becoming blockers for Jordan how do you teach that awareness in your wide receivers whose backs may be turned to Jordan to know when to go from trying to get open to trying to block it's unbelievable that you asked me that question I am so happy you did. Okay, thank you. Because can we mark this moment for posterity? Because I can promise you <laughs> that, it hasn't happened often. That seriously is something that we take pride in. It's called transition. Um, when he breaks the pocket, we have to. F- try- I can't tell you all the secrets, but we try to get open and find open spaces on the field. But immediately once he crosses the line of scrimmage or tucks the ball, we transition to try to get it to TD Alley. That's what we call it. So trying to make plays for him on the outside, not going back to trying to blindside anybody, but turning upfield and seeing the next defender that we can block. But it's something that we discuss every time we watch film of practice or when we watch game film. Is that coming from the sidelines where guys are hollering out like, you know, transition, transition? Or is that just an intuitive thing that wide receivers have to learn? It's a very intuitive thing that they have to learn. And the more they do it, the better they get. So we don't have, like, when we run run pass options, uh, the one thing is, even if the ball is handed off, you never turn back and run to get the next play. You always have to turn up the field to look for somebody to block. So it's something that we harp on in the film room all the time, and it shows up again and again. Well, hopefully it will continue to show up this uh, Saturday versus North Carolina. Again, 730 Tomies Leather at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Got a question related to mayhem at Mercedes-Benz I want to throw on you on the other side of this break. He's assistant coach Kerry Dixon. I'm Andy Demetra, and we will continue with the Jeff Collins Show right after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Mondays, the wart of weekdays, am I right? Well, that's about to change, my friend, because Powerball has a new third drawing, and it's on Mondays. So step aside, Sunday fun day and Taco Tuesday, because Mondays are now Moolah Mondays, Mealy Mondays. Who cares what you call it, because you're rich Mondays. Play the new third Powerball drawing now on Mondays from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. 
Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventure, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. Hunk of junk, jalopy, hoopty, whatever you may call that vehicle you need to get rid of, Tommy Novus Center calls it life-changing opportunity. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Novus Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Tommy Novus is no fuss. We'll tow that unused car away for free while you just sit back with that warm and fuzzy feeling knowing you bettered someone's life today. And did we mention, it can also be tax deductible. Call 1-866-NOVUS-AUTO or visit TommyNovusCenter.org to find out how to turn your jalopy into jobs. It's Amy Brown with Brown & Company Jewelers. Our dear friend, baseball Hall of Famer, and Brown & Company ambassador, Tom Glavin, and his wife, Chris, have supported and impacted Cure for Childhood Cancer in a huge way. Brown & Company has joined the Glavins in the fight against childhood cancer, and we want you to join us, too. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Brown & Company is helping the cause by donating a portion of proceeds from our gold jewelry sales for the entire month of September. Brown & Company Jewelers in Roswell and Buckhead online at brownjewelers.com. Hey folks, it's McAlpin. And while I know a lot about baseball, I know almost nothing about maintaining my yard. Thankfully, I have AgriPro. Corey and his guys do a great job keeping my front and backyard green, weed-free, and even mosquito-free. They show up without a hassle, do great work, and I get a detailed email report of what services we're performing. No phantom billing. AgriPro is locally owned, and they're my lawn care specialists. Find them at agripro.net. My name is Kevin McAlpin, and I really use AgriPro. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Winding down this Wednesday night edition of the Jeff Collins Show. Look forward to seeing you at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this Saturday, the inaugural Mayhem and Mercedes-Benz game, Georgia Tech versus number 21, North Carolina. Join this half hour by uh, ride receivers coach Kerry Dixon uh, studying your bio. You were the quarterbacks coach at Morgan State in 2007, where yes. you were coaching under Donald Hill Ely, the father of Ace Ely. Yes. And I'm curious if you have any recollections of a not-quite-6'2", not-quite-yet-230-pound uh, Ace Ely running around there in Baltimore under his dad. Uh, Allende. Uh, when he was, he was, was he Allende back then or just Ace? Or? He was Allende okay. back then. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw him here, I was like, Allende. And then everybody was calling him Ace. So now I call him that sometimes, but I'm more privy to Allende. Um, yeah, when he was a little kid, I remember our little football camps, and he'd be running around uh, going crazy. You know, he, uh, he's been a pleasant surprise to see him grow into the young man that he has. 
uh, it's been something very special. He told me that he used to uh, tag along with his dad mm-hmm. to work when you guys would have the 6 a.m. lifts. Yeah. So there'd be this four-year-old kid just hanging around the weight room <laughs> at the crack of dawn during these off-season conditioning workouts. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was uh, him and a couple of coaches' sons that used to be around all the time. And uh, that was something that was really special back then, just to see that uh, from the older gentleman that I coached under. You didn't have them hold him at any blocking sleds or anything like that. No. You just let them be kids. <laughs> just be kids, run around, have fun. So you were a QB's coach at Morgan State. You've been a QB's coach elsewhere. Of course, you began your college career at Baylor as, as a quarterback. quarterback. And even mm-hmm. though you're a wide receivers coach now, you also had some time as a running backs coach throughout your career. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, how did being a wide re- uh, running backs coach make you a better wide receivers coach? Uh, You have to know everything. Um, You have to know the protections. You have to know everything that's going on. And being a quarterback's coach, it really helped me on all that too. Um, Just understanding the whole game and the total picture. So when I'm teaching my guys, I'm not just teaching them how to get open. I'm teaching them why they're doing what, you know, what the quarterback is looking for, what everybody sees. Um, From that standpoint, it's been something that has helped my development. Uh, how often do your wide receivers ask you to be the person who throws it on a trick play wide receiver pass? Because I imagine you would have the most discerning eye for <laughs> arm talent as not only a wide receivers coach, but as a former college quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if we had this conversation before, but every time uh, in the summer when we get together and guys are just throwing the ball around, they're being evaluated to see who can make that pass. Uh huh. Yeah, so... Uh, we have a good idea of the guys who can do that. <laughs> I'm not asking you to name any names here. We want to make sure that's a closely guarded secret should you pull that play out of the playbook. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you, you, you would know as well as anybody as a, as a position coach to, uh, to, to separate the haves from the have-nots. Right. Um, going good on good uh-huh. against the DBs here. They have yeah. so much collective experience yes. with, with Trey and Zamari and you know, Wanya Tariq and Kennan and, and Wesley Walker. How has that raised the overall competition level the talent level of your wide receivers yeah competition breeds success and when you're going against good guys all the time uh it really helps us mold and develop our game and i hope they would say the same thing about us but those guys working their techniques uh then you also have spider over there so long um they're different variation of guys you have long guys you have quick guys um that can use their hands and do some different things to disrupt our routes and going against them daily helps us and we do a cool thing here we cross over and we actually talk to each other about uh how you can improve um defensively how we can improve offensively as far as getting open so um what we have here is something special when we get to work with those guys and they get to work with us as well who are some of the the young guys on developmental who have caught your eye who are making good progress every time i look over there and i see Jalen huff and i see miles brooks uh doing their thing as far as communicating during the week, the looks that we get are unbelievable because of those guys. And uh, they do an unbelievable job on the back end of just communicating with one another and uh, playing at a high level. Also, Kenan Johnson does an unbelievable mm-hmm. job, too. What about your wide receivers? Guys who are still you know, getting their feet wet in the system, but uh, who have caught your eye with their development? Um, the one that's really been great is uh, Jamal Haynes, just his competitive nature, uh, how he goes about his daily business. And then James Blackstrain, the the amount of steps that he's taken since he's been here is something that's unbelievable. Um, his ability to make plays on the ball and now starting to create even more separation. Uh, we got to keep those guys coming along because they'll be very special here. I know you hated to lose him after the first scrimmage when he uh, got injured, but, but Leo Blackburn, even in that short picture that he gave everybody, 
you could tell he'll be a player. Yeah, he's definitely special. A special kid. Um, takes pride in everything he does. He's taking pride in his rehab. Um, he always trying to beat markers. So that tells you how naturally competitive he is. They tell you you got to be back in eight. He want to be back in seven. <laughs> That's just the type of guy he is. And uh, staying engaged, he's a joy to be around. And I can't wait to see him do special things out here. And another one of your true freshmen, one of the, the, the rare true freshmen who has cracked in above the line charge so far, Malik Rutherford, <laughs> your little pocket rocket from Miami, Florida. He's 5'9", listed at 138. Uh, was there any apprehension recruiting somebody who was that light, and what uh, helped you overcome that? One of the things about um, my career, I've had a couple of smaller receivers that have had success. Um, one by the name of Brandon Powell, who's still floating around in the NFL. And when I turned his film on, it was very similar to Brandon's. Um, initial quickness out of this world, ability to make plays down the field. No no one could tackle him in the phone booth. Um, the first guy that got there never made the tackle. Uh, any ball that came around him, his catch radius is off the charts for a guy that size and ability to create separation. So uh, he was one of the kids that, that excited me f from the very beginning. And uh, I'm glad we held on to him and we have him here now. He's a winner, too. He won a uh, pair of state championships, yes, did he, he not? Didn't. He was very integral in those games. So uh, he has the championship mindset. Um, and when you talk to him about the things that drives him, uh, he's the type of guy in this program that you love to have. Let me ask you a question from Twitter here on the Jeff Collins Show. I asked this of Coach earlier, but uh, I'll throw this to you as well. Uh, Coach Collins has talked about the players being excited to play at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Do the coaches get excited about coaching in these games? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you definitely get excited about these games. Um, every single game is a big game. You prepare all year long just to play in these games. So um, even the games that are here at home, uh, on the road, uh, in venues like Mercedes-Benz, you get extremely excited. But then uh, once the game starts, you settle out and uh, just try to do the best job that you can to put the guys in position to make plays. All right, wrapping up with uh, wide receivers, Coach Kerry Dixon. Now, Virginia, uh, even though they, they took the loss versus North Carolina last week, they still chucked it for almost 550 passing yards. What will be a key to a successful night for your wideouts on Saturday? Uh, just being on the same page uh, as the quarterback and the O-line and doing our 111th. Uh, just doing our job, creating separation on the outside, uh, beating man coverage, uh, winning our one-on-ones, making contested catches, and the thing that drives us every week. So if we block for the running backs and uh, block for the quarterbacks, do our job in that end, we'll have a su success in the run game, and that helps us in the past. Well, I can tell there has been no shortage of excitement with your players as you get ready for what will be an historic first-ever matchup in Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Georgia Tech. Of course, we opened the season there a few years ago, but the first mayhem at Mercedes-Benz game, Georgia Tech and number 21 North Carolina. Can't wait to see uh, what highlights you and the wideouts and the burn unit may have in store uh, this Saturday. Kerry Dixon, we really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. For head coach Jeff Collins, wide receivers coach Kerry Dixon, and our entire crew, Andrew Demetrio, saying so long. Thanks once again for listening to the Jeff Collins Show, everyone. Have a great night. We're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. 
we're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The perfect tailgate. All you need are your friends and the 2021 Ford F-150. With the available Pro Power Onboard, it's like a mobile generator to power your tailgate all game long. It's this tradition of toughness and innovation that's made Ford F-Series America's best-selling truck 44 years straight and counting. Make your game day traditions bigger and better season after season. Check out the 2021 Ford F-150 at your local Ford dealer. Based on 1977 through 2020 calendar year total sales. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventure, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dub the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. I'm former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Reeves, and I want to tell you about Tommy Nova Center. Tommy Nova Center has helped over 25,000 people with disabilities find meaningful employment. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Nova Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Your donation will fuel the employment training programs that change lives every day at Tommy Nova Center. Donate at TommyNovaCenter.org or by calling 1-866-NOVA-AUTO. You've been listening to the Coach Jeff Collins Show live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.